Hi everybody, this is Dave Brown from the Academy of the Sporting Mind. Uh, the podcast today, in the podcast today, I'll be talking to James Evangelista, uh, who is from the Philippines. So we're we're going international today from the UK. Uh, now James has has written a book, uh, which he's going to um, talk about today, and we're going to touch on some other subjects. So, so James, hi. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and and you know tell us a bit about yourself and your book? Hi everyone. My name is James Evangelista, author of Roots, Success and Greatness Starts Within You. I'm 22 years old and currently living here in Manila, Philippines. So my book is a self-help and personal development. It's about having having the foundation of success and greatness, as I call Roots. So basically, the foundations are having certain wisdom having great health and taking responsibility of our actions. Okay, yeah, so when, so when you talk about wisdom, this is, um, with the impression I get from the conversations you have so far, this is, it's not necessarily about, I mean, it would be about learning from other people, but it's kind of using your own, mm-hmm. your own inner wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so you know, and you talk about, you talk about mental strength in sport, um, and, and that is a, it's a phrase that is, is mentioned a lot. Um, and I'm not sure everybody really understands what it necessarily is. Uh, I just wonder what your view is. You know, how, Im- how important is mental strength uh, to, to an athlete and in- indeed anybody? Um, and what is your interpretation of what mental strength is? For me, I think mental strength should be a priority, same as the physical conditioning. Yep. Because an athlete can produce, can be more productive when they are mentally mentally ready but while there are other there are other athletes who are physically fit you know they're jack they're so jacked up but when it comes to mental strength they falter especially when squat situations they they don't execute the place properly they lose sometimes they just have it, this breakdown i think we should use mental strength as an advantage to other teams yeah uh, I, okay sorry no no i was just going to say that um I, I think you're quite right and, and, and I think, you know when you look at the best teams um mm. they they seem to have that you know they're they're, they're just yeah. they're just very in the moment in terms of in terms of what they're doing um, I, I suppose my view on mental, you know, people have a view on mental strength that, that it's about being tough and, and aggressive and things like that. Um, yeah. I, I think it's almost the opposite of that. It's almost when there's a there's a calm um, on the inside of somebody, which enables them to be much freer in terms of what they do externally. Mm-hmm. Just wonder what your thoughts were around that. I think men- mental strength should help them, especially nowadays. Everybody has their own opinions about something. So when an athlete is is mentally fit, as, in, as I call it, yeah, they they know who they are and who they are turning into. Yeah. Compared when other other athletes or even ordinary people, we listen so much to other voices and it just messes us, just messes our lives up. Yeah, I think it's important. You you know the comment you make about about people knowing who they are and who they're going to become. Um, this is, this is you know, the, the phrase I would use is being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. 
Um, having self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I suppose we hear, you know, we're often told even as, as kids, you know, just go and be yourself. Um, and, and I think often people don't really know even even who they are in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the book you've written is um, is a, a, a very philosophical book. You know, you, you talk about wisdom and inner wisdom, things like that. Um, how do you think a, a more philosophical approach can help people in sport and athletes? There's there's this ancient philosophy used by a Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius. It's called Stoicism. Yes, it's, it's a philosophy that tells us that there are things that aren't in our control, and we should focus more on things in our control. Yep. Those things aren't in our control are like those doubts. You know, just like I said earlier, the there's too many voices, but we forget to listen to our only voice inside our head. Yep. Yeah. So it's 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 about. I, I guess self-management about managing ourselves um, mm-hmm. because as you say you know if you're if you're I don't know let, let's say playing tennis there's, there's nothing you can do about what the other the other player is going to do um, yeah. but you can be in the best place possible to respond to what he's going to do you know maybe take charge of the game and, and, and improve your external external performance yeah also I'll add this my favorite my favorite team in the NBA well the Boston Celtics. Yep. Coach Brad Stevens uses stoicism a lot to his players, especially when they make they make turnovers. They always he always tells his players to move on and stay in the present. Because there's no there's no use if we keep thinking about the turnover. There's always a next play. We should always be ready for the next moment that's coming to us. Yeah, and I, I suppose you know part of being ready for the next moment is being able to let go of the last one. Yes, and, and I definitely. Think, I, I think yeah, but, you know, and, and I think that's you know it's, it's different in different sports. I suppose golf is the best example of of you know of being able to be more successful if you can you know let go of the last shot and just move into the into the next one. And I think that's that's something that that, that great players players really have. So that sort of leads us into um, you know a bit of a conversation about mindfulness and meditation. You know, mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. That's very much about bringing yourself into the into the moment you're in, um, and you know, it's shutting down those thoughts about the future and the past. You know, would you like to talk about that a little bit? I know, I know, um, uh, Phil Jackson. He's written a book, and I can't remember the the name at the moment. But he he used this kind of thing. Um, he he used yeah. a lot of meditation and, and mindfulness um, when when he was coaching his team. It was the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean that, that's quite interesting, you know. He's getting the, these guys that would probably have no concept of of these kinds of things mm-hmm. to do stuff that they 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 weren't used to. And this is about you know sort of practicing mindfulness and meditation outside of outside of basketball to sort of practice being in that zone, if you like. Yeah. Um, so would you, would you like to talk a bit about about mindfulness meditation? Certainly, you know you, you know your experience of it, your experience as a basketball player yourself. So for uh, let's go first with meditation. Yeah, I've been meditating for more than a year now. I meditate every day. It helped me a lot because it helped it helped me focus and clear my mind before doing important things. You know, 
writing a book is very hard. People didn't expect me to do this, but I did it. And meditation played a huge part in that. It helped me clear my mind on what to, what to write, on what to write, and it gave me made me more focused and productive rather than listen, rather than waking up and then going straight to the computer and start typing. Yeah, I think meditation is okay. Sorry, no, no, you, you carry on. I think meditation can help a lot, even even not athletes, to get them ready for the day. Because our minds are sometimes our minds are very noisy, and we can't control that. Yeah, we, we thought that it is the reality, but the reality is you're here, whatever it is you're doing. I, a great example of mindfulness meditation is, for example, you're you're in a park, and then there are kids playing with their parents. And you're just sitting there. Those kids are the thoughts, you know, the noises in our inside our head. Yeah. And sooner or later, they will disappear. They will go home. They will they'll go home with their parents. Those are like those are just like our thoughts. Yeah. Sooner or later, they will disappear. For mindfulness, I think it helps me stay in the stay in the present moment. Before, I used to think about the past and I dwell on it. But right now, after mastering meditation and mindfulness, I get to focus on the present because that's all that matters. The future will come. The past is already gone. It's, it's already history. The future is unknown, but to make the future great, we must make our present great as well. Yeah, uh, and I, I think you know certainly the subject of meditation is one that interests me. I, I do meditate a bit. I'm, I'm not, not particularly organized with it. Um, I, I don't tend to do it at, at a particular time of the day, but I might just take myself off and, 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 and sit for a while. Um, I, I think a lot of people look at meditation as as you sitting down and and trying to relax and be calm. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's it's almost the opposite of that. It's actually you know you just you just sit and you just let let whatever's there be there. Yeah, and, and there's the Buddhist saying that meditation is nothingness. Yeah all about breathing and it takes you know do, do you feel do you feel your 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 meditation has improved over the year that you've been doing it yeah it's improved i first started meditating with within three minutes yep then and added i added a minute a minute every week right now i can meditate for 30 minutes but for 30 minutes or longer my legs just hurt yeah, but, yeah. But my mind is okay my legs are my legs are hurting yeah yeah no, I, again i think people's expectation is that they're going to need to need to sit down for for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and do it when you know, you know a minute's better than not doing it at all um yeah. so again we, we've 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 also t- we've had you know we've, t- we've talked about the different aspects of, of what a, a, an athlete should do to be at their best, and, and there's obviously the, you know, the, there is the, the mental side, there's there's the, the physical side, there's there's technical training, there's um, you know you know fitness things like that, um, yeah. and uh, certainly in my experience of most of the athletes I've worked with, diet tends to be something um, that they don't pay too much attention to. Um, yes, it's almost like the, 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 the food. Um, is their way of rewarding themselves for doing all the hard work they've done. So, you know, after a training session, eat a big piece of cake or, or whatever it might be. And I'm not <laughs> saying there's anything wrong in that, but it, but it tends to be 
um, something that they they kind of nourish themselves emotionally with. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more so than 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 actually take, taking on on calories. I mean, what, what what are your thoughts around around diet? What did you want to say about diet? I, for to be honest with you, I was a heavy meat eater. Yep. Last or for almost all, all of my life, I've been a heavy meat eater, eating vegetables that much. But last year, I tried changing my diet slowly. I eat more vegetables, less meat. But and then now I eat. I would like to go full vegan diet, but yep. it's expensive. So, I for for a week I I let's say seven days a week I six the six days will be full plant based. Then set the seventh day or the weekend I will eat a say a meat and lunch or dinner. It yep. changed my life actually, my body shape, my conditioning. Everything from athletic performance, from my mental strength, it it helped it helped me a lot. And I I, I was shocked that the secret to performing better it comes from the food. I thought it's all about like I said earlier. I thought it's all about physical. It's all about physical strength and conditioning. I think more athletes, and not only athletes, but everyone should eat the food properly. Yep. It helps them. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned quite a lot about nutrition myself over the last couple of years. So, so I, I think in in the same way, you know, certainly not not going to to, to being a vegan, but but eating a much more balanced diet. And and I've experienced the same sort of thing. You know, my body shape has changed. Um, I, I just feel much better generally. Um, my, also, I also like to share that my friends are shocked that they said that I'm not aging, and my skin is. I don't have any pimples or, you know, it's flawless. Yeah. They said, what is my secret? I, I just sell them water and plant-based diet. <laughs> I don't use any chemicals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and look, I, th- I just think, I just think people don't realize how, how important diet is. Um, yeah. And, and actually, as I, you know, using the example of people I've worked with, they, they think that they can eat poorly because they've done lots of exercise. They th- that it's almost mm-hmm. a justification for it. Um, <clears throat> now you're, you're a, a fairly, Fairly young guy yourself, and and uh, I think I said to you the other day, you're you're lucky to have found this way of thinking at such a young age. Because, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> you know, often you know, I, I, I kind of started on on, on this route, in, you know, when I when I turned around forty, um, and I think generally, we, you know, people do tend to find this as they as they get older in life. Um, what would your advice be for for, for young athletes? For young athletes, for young yeah. athletes, for yeah. They should have a purpose in life. It's not all about always about passion. Because we were taught in life that when we were kids, we were taught that always follow your passion. Yep. But it doesn't work out that way. Following your passion doesn't give you a direction in life compared to having a purpose. Because with a purpose, you have that goal and vision that you want to achieve compared to passion. Let's just say, let's say basketball or football you say follow your passion so all you gotta do is play play that sport but reality is you will age yep you won't perform the way you want to be by the time let's say you reach 30 or 33 and the chances of yourself becoming a professional athlete is low 
there's tons of competition everywhere in the world right now sure so they should have a purpose rather than having a rather than following and having a passion so so yeah i mean the word i'd use is 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 outcome so so you know you want to go it's not that you want to be a successful sports person you you want you want what you get from being a successful sports person and i don't mean material material things i mean the the i don't know the happiness the enjoyment that you get from it um and i think that's quite interesting because uh, again we were talking um before about about professional athletes and i was talking in particular football and and a conversation i had with a, a premiership manager um mm-hmm. who, who told me about you know you get different kinds of players you know there are the ones that are just very passionate and they just love the football and they do it for that reason and and there are the others that that do it because it's a job it's just something they yeah, go they go, yeah they go and do it every week they get paid money and they get paid very well and 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 they're fine with that um so so i guess what you, you know what, what you're talking about here is living a a fulfilling life you know and, and yeah. maybe you know not not focusing just on the sport because there's other stuff that that you want to take there's care other of stuff that matters yeah because at some point you're not going to have the sport because you won't be able to do mm-hmm. it anymore because you, or certainly you won't you won't be able to compete um so so it's interesting and i, I suppose you know as we as we're talking about about purpose um you know what what's next for you um and what's the impact that you want to leave in the world so very interesting right now i'm looking at all the options i have in my life i also i also want to change maybe in the next 10 years i want to build an online school I want to change how education works. Yep. Students should I mean kids should study what is necessarily because right now kids are studying the how not the what. So you understand what I'm saying like they just memorize and memorize and memorize but we, you know that in real life you can you can't just those facts to get a job or to improve your skills. You need to do something practicality and yeah. I want to write I want to write more books as I can as possible so have you got an idea for, for your next book what that might be mm, not, not yet maybe no. I'll take a break first then I'll start again next year yeah I mean I suppose I, I, I had a quick look at your website and, and I think you, there, was, there was something on there around you know you, you're sort of focused on, on that generation that we call the millennials Yeah. Um and and I, and I guess you know I I sort of you know you, you see a lot of, of of things in the press and um you know maybe a a generation that that I don't know has sort of had so much you know in terms of technology there's so much available to them but but don't necessarily seem a particularly happy bunch of people. Um I think oh, sorry. No no yes you, you talk. I think that's the problem right now in our society. We have too much going on we never know when enough is enough yeah you know you know sometimes we all want everything but we can't have it we can't have everything that's impossible yeah and uh, you know, i think that maybe that breeds a you know a, you know a generation that want everything now because everything is so immediate nowadays you know yeah um, and more accessibility you know just like an amazon you just spread you you order it and within the week it will arrive compared to last time it doesn't work like that no no 
and, and, mm. and maybe that maybe that sort of breeds a, a you know a, you know not, not people that don't have the desire to put the work in yeah you know, to, to sort of grind things out which is what you have to do sometimes you just got to get on and do it day in day out even though you don't want to you know you, you'll know in, in terms of your sport sometimes you, you don't want to go training sometimes you might even mm-hmm. not want to play in a match um but if it's something that you're truly passionate about um once you get started you know you enjoy it it's just getting mm-hmm. out it's just getting over that first step um so, so look james just to just to sort of finish off could you um, just let people know where they can get hold of your book. Uh, my book is av- is available for pre-order in Amazon, Book Depository, Kobo Books, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble. Everywhere books are sold. I all I'm also running pre-order gifts and bonuses. So check my website millennialthoughts.net for more information. And, and what is your website? MillennialThoughts.net Well, thanks very much, James, for your time, um, well, this morning for me, and as we say, the evening for you. Uh, To anyone listening, you've been listening to David Brown um, of the Academy of the Sporting Mind, talking to James Evangelista and his book, Roots, Success and Greatness Begins Within You. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out any more about me, you can at my website, which is www.academysportmind, all one word, dot com. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again. Bye-bye.